Say, kids, what time is it? It's kind of like watching TV, but, you know, in your car. It is Dark Side of the Stream. Joe West and Mike, the intern, in the studio this morning. And today we are going to discuss the new documentary on Netflix, Night Stalker, The Hunt for a Serial Killer. We're not going to discuss Kurosawa? Kurosawa, we, uh, I mean... Joe's bringing this up because I set a goal for myself in 2021 <laughs> to get some culture. I had seen Seven Samurai before, but I had always heard so much good things about Kurosawa, and I've basically spent most of my days watching at least one Kurosawa movie while I'm at home watching my son. I think he's going to speak Japanese before he speaks English, but I will tell you right now that Kurosawa movies are unbelievable. Top three filmmaker of all time. Hands down. Do you know how to Without say... Without Kurosawa, there would be no George Lucas. There would be no Steven Spielberg. There would be no Magnificent Seven. There would be no Fistful of Dollars. There would be no Star Wars. There are so many things this guy influenced in the late 40s, 50s, and 60s. It would blow your mind. Yojimbo is literally Fistful of Dollars. They copied it and made it into Western. Seven Samurai, Magnificent Seven. They copied it, made it into a Western. They're Western Samurai movies, and they're so amazing. And that's all the time we have. So folks. that's it. That's what we just said. No, no, no. Night Stalker, you were alive when this was going down. Were you, were you, you were scared? Well, it was in California, so no. Well, um, but I, at the time, there were a lot of serial killer stuff happening. Yeah, I said to my wife when we were watching this, to, the time to be a serial, serial killer would be the 70s and the 80s. You know why? Just, they, you know why they think that is? Lead in the gasoline. There was an uptick in violent crimes in the mid to late 70s and the 80s, and they all attribute that to lead poisoning across the board. They, it's not a fact per se, but it's a theory. And <laughs> you look at the the numbers and it, it kind of makes sense. Uh, probably the social disparity didn't have anything to do with well, it. Well, no. yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I get that too. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, they're, they're, it's just so weird that there are just so many different serial killers in that time period, not just in the United States. And it kind of makes sense that maybe it had something to do with what was in the drinking water. I don't yeah. know. Just a theory. So I knew a lot about uh, Richard Ramirez because I have this really weird fascination with true crime and more, you know, I guess uh, more specifically serial killers. And I really like this documentary because it told the story from the perspective of the investigators that broke this case. Yeah. I, it was amazing how hard these two guys in, in the Los Angeles County police department sheriff's office, how hard that they worked on this case, how much that the two of them sacrificed for this case and uh how it, it's a really amazing story because part of it too is about los angeles at the time because you kind of get the vibe and the feeling for that mm-hmm. and the documentary starts out talking about how there was a lot of civic pride in los angeles at the time that people were very proud of the city and you know the olympics were there and uh just the culture. I love L.A. I love L.A., yeah, exactly. But they also show you that there's the glitz and the glamour side, and, and I love L.A. There, part, and the then there's side, a yeah. whole other part of Los Angeles that they weren't talking about. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's where this guy uh, definitely did most of his work. Um, speaking of the, the 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 way how much work these guys put in, what you mentioned, the, the one thing, the, the seasoned vet, I love how he was like, Talking about how different guys deal with it differently, you know, and him, he's like, I just, as soon as I turned my car off, I walked inside and I left it. He's like, I didn't deal with it. He's like, my kids were grown, so I didn't really have to sit there at the dinner table and how was your day today? You know, he didn't have to deal with that. 
But then you got the other guy who's like, his wife ended up saying, I got to get out of here. I'm not staying here until this is over with because there was attacks happening as close as like a mile away from their house. And so he was basically at home dealing with this thing and getting calls in the middle of the night, going out and having to investigate it. God love him because he was really the one that uh, kind of kept, he kept them on the path that this, that these were all linked up and really had to sell not only his partner. And then that was what sold the department because up until that point, no one really was listening to what he had to say as far as how these attacks and murders were linked in the beginning. Well, because it, it was, it was, it was very random and, for him to make the jump that he made because there were two sets of things going on. There were murders that were happening and then there were child abductions that were happening. And this guy was the first one to say, these things are linked together. And he was able to make that jump. And still it kind of blows my mind when I think back about watching it, how he made that jump. I mean, it was, it was a great piece of detective work. It was very intuitive And it took some time for people to actually believe his story. He got written off. You're just a hotshot young kid trying to make a name for yourself. But he was totally right because Richard Ramirez was evil and very opportunistic. He was going to do whatever he wanted to do whenever he wanted to do it. And there really wasn't any sort of rhyme or reason to it. We'll talk more. The Night Stalker, the hunt for a serial killer, Dark Side of the Stream on 104.7 The Cave. Say, kids, what time is it? It's kind of like watching TV, but, you know, in your car. Joe Weston, Mike, the intern, back in the studio. It is Dark Side of the Stream. So I wish Ned was in here with us right now because he would love to talk about what I'm going to bring up next, and that is the media. In this case, got... Almost ruined twice. Uh, once because the, someone had talked out to a reporter in L.A. about the link of the shoes. And they did not want that information out there because if the killer knew that they had a footprint, he would just change his shoes. And that was the only thing that at that point they had to link him to all these cases. She goes in and says, I've got this information. I'm going to break it unless you give me something. So they end up giving her an interview. OK, so she had something to do, but she sat on it. Well, then the San Francisco thing happens. And what does the mayor of San Francisco do? She holds a press conference and literally takes her hand that she's holding close to her chest, turns it around and shows the entire world what the hell is going on. Now, my question to you, Joe Weston, is I get that we need to know what's going on when it comes to our health, that there's a killer on the loose, all that stuff. That's where the news comes in and helps us keep us informed and safe. But giving out details about an active case is a horrific thing to do. I don't care who you are. That's not your position. You got to let the police do your job, right? What do you think? Well, initially when they talked about it, I was horrified and agreed. But then when I saw how the community reacted with the information that they were given, I felt like that it was the right thing. Because they were able, the it's what ended up capturing Richard Ramirez was the community. But I mean, at that point, they already knew who he was. Yeah. So first, you got the the whole ball busting incident where the LAPD wouldn't give him the car that they had caught with him. They didn't dust it, and by the time they were actually allowed to try and figure out it, it sat in the sun too long. They had no prints. That, that held w- him back. That was all 
that's all territorial. But stuff. again, but again, you said it best before we started. It took a cop in San Francisco threatening to beat this guy up to really have him rat on his friend. That's what broke the case. And then they were al- al- allowed to get that information out there. And yes, a community found him. They beat the crap out of him. It's it's awesome. I'm glad they got him. But at the same time, that information that the news stations were putting out there was not going to help anyone keep themselves safe. It was to basically let a journalist say, I've got this information. The police don't want to let you know. And here it is. It's not going to save anyone's life to know what kind of shoe this guy's wearing. Yeah, that's true. And what, I mean, that was the link to all the cases. That's the one aspect of it that is true. And Gil, the one detect the younger detective in this, he said that they never did find those shoes once that information did come out. Yeah. But it was but it was the release of his picture, the release of how he well, looked. Well, yeah, and that's again the job of the media, but the the press release and the freaking releasing wanting to release the shoe stuff just blows my mind that they it's like who well, do you think you are? Almost immediately afterwards though, they I mean they it it they were able to catch him though because the community just got involved in it. Oh yeah, and, they wanted to do done. Especially yeah. after what he had done. Now, the other thing that the, the thing that I know sits weighs heavily on these detectives' hearts, and it's not their fault, is like I said, LAPD had his car. Yeah. And had they actually done their due diligence, there was there was a line in that documentary where they say we could have caught him here and look how many other deaths happened after that. But after the release of the information by Diane Feinstein, who was the then the mayor of San Francisco, I don't think there were any more deaths. I think that they it, caught him. Well, very because quick. that the, that detective in San Francisco yeah, just they, did b- b- good cop, bad cop on his yeah. butt and said, I'm going to I'm going to destroy you. I don't care. And he just he talked. Yeah, exactly. So uh, kind of a bad deal for ACDC, too, huh? Yeah, no kidding. Because yeah, <laughs> one of the things was he was wearing an ACDC hat. I w- it would be interesting to know how many people Richard Ramirez killed because there there were more people that he didn't admit to that he obviously killed. He was in Arizona. Yeah, he was and, in San Francisco, and that he, he traveled uh, on bus a lot. He could have been anywhere at any time. Yeah, and he didn't. He wasn't a guy that was willing to come forth in information unless he. Uh, just felt like it you know there was uh when one of the cops had him in san francisco he turned around and looked at the cop and said uh oh by the way wouldn't you like to know what happened to those two old ladies and such and such and the cop was like that's my case and he's like yep i did that so i'm sure there's a lot more that people don't know about that richard ramirez is responsible for you know there was uh for a long time, he always denied the he he didn't deny the killings, but he denied the children abductions and um, a lot of the groupies, if you will, which just blows my yeah, mind. Yeah, that blew my oh, mind. My yeah, God, blew my dude, mind. get a life. He eventually marries one of these girls, and she stayed married to him until 2009, when they finally locked him in DNA evidence to the abduction and uh, 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 rape of a nine year old girl. And that's what caused her to be like, oh, oh, okay. Which, I, I, yeah, it's horrific. But he also killed all these other people too, and that was fine. Yeah, what the hell's wrong with you? There's like, there's a woman in the documentary who's incredibly brave, and I think she was six years old when she was ad- abducted by Richard Ramirez. Her story just broke and me down. Her st- her sitting there and telling the story, and then at the end she comes back and she says, "I don't let this define me." No, and, and she 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 won that battle. Yeah. I agree, and the fact that she was on that documentary spoke volumes, and that she's been able to have her own life. And 
man, what a story. That her story was just like, oh my God, I cannot. Anything that deals with kids, it just breaks my heart. Well, we will figure out what we're watching next week. Uh, Jay's turn next. So we got to talk serial killer with Jay next. So, Joe, have a great day. You too. Say, kids, what time is it? It's kind of like watching TV, but you know, in your car. The intern, Jay Stevens, Dark Side of the Stream. Today, like, discussing the documentary The Night Stalker on Netflix. I like how you guys just leave me out. No, no, the you're first here. half. Joe gets the first two. You get Joe, the is last the, two. Joe is the opener. It's just, I can't. Joe is the opener. You had to bring Joe, the, head, the Joe, headliner in after. It's like I wake up first, then Joe, then you, and I can't get you two to, to, to wake up at the same time. So Joe's coming in early. We did a real nice conversation. He loves you. He wanted me to send you his best. Thank you, the, Joe. The, the fight's off. He doesn't want to fight anymore. Thank you, Joe. So you just, love you is love, the answer. Love. We'll get you two back in a room together one of these days. But we are discussing the Night Stalker, and uh, Joe and I talked at length about a few things about it. Um, let me ask you this: Does a person who likes ACDC make them a serial killer? Because <laughs> if so, we're screwed, right? It, it's super. Uh, the whole ACDC tie-in is super crazy, but. Uh, while there was no twist in this documentary that I'd like to see, I did thought, see if you picked up on this. They did something really cool in this one that I haven't seen done before. They took pictures, like crime scene pictures, and then they like digitally created that in a 3D form of a room. Mm-hmm. Rotoscope, basically. Yes, that was, yeah, yeah kinda, very, kinda very wrote, trippy like how they did that. Kind of thing, yeah. They took crime, old crime scene pictures and then they basically built it into a room form. Like, thought that was pretty cool. Um, and you know, the whole, just the whole Night Stalker thing is crazy and the whole barely missing the guy at the dentist office and stuff. Like, man. The media almost broke it several yeah, times. Like, the mayor you know, of San Francisco screwed cool it up Cool seeing the behind-the-scenes stuff and seeing how this guy was like- Got a human side of the this, detectives. This, 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 and yeah. the other guys were like, no, you're crazy, detective. Yeah, like- The the tie between the killings and the child abductions, that was a right. huge, huge Taking thing. the kid and dropping the kid off, like, yeah. man, jeez. You were in L.A. at this time, right? I, th- I think I was in L.A. at that time. Yeah. Because I, so, I remember it was a- Big deal. Were you were you like told to get your ass? It, home it was, it was a big deal. Like lock your doors and windows. It was like a big deal all over the place. Everyone was scared, but it yeah. wasn't just the Night Stalker thing going on though. There were so many different killers in that area. In that Hillside Stranglers, Golden State Killer was active. Night Stalker was active. There was so many. And the thing I brought up to Joe was, you know, why they think that is? There were so many serial killers in the seventies and eighties. Because the lead paint, right? Lead in the gasoline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lead, so lead, you in the gasoline. Yeah, lead, lead in the gasoline. Lead in the gasoline. Yeah, lead in the gasoline. Yeah. yeah. That kind of pushed all these guys that were kind of already on the fringes. Yeah, I, dod- I dodged a bullet, man. Yeah, well, you- Riding around well, in all the lead gas cars, man. <laughs> See, we're all- the Where they say like the difference between uh, sociopaths is like minuscule, whether you're just going to be a guy who's just like, hey, look at me, or you're going to be in a surrogate. Oh, Luckily I, for I, us- I walk a fine beca- line. You became, hey, look at me instead of you're killing people. Hey, look at me instead of I'm going to kill you. Yeah, I know. Well, it could have happened to you, man. Well, could have. Could have happened to me, too. It could have happened to anybody. Could have happened to anybody. So, yeah, I thought I thought the documentary is well done. Um, I thought the media really sucked big time. I think the LAPD really sucked for not letting them have that car because if they had given them that car so they could run fingerprints Dude. on it. And like they and had him and the it. guy ran away like, man, just... And this wasn't things. the only time it happened. The Golden State Killer, same deal. You had all these different jurisdictions. Right, like, these little trying things, to win fight, man. Dude, it's, it's shoddy. 
Dark Side of the Stream. We'll discuss uh, Jay Stevens' fashion choices next on 104.7 The Cave. Hey, kids, what time is it? It's kind of like watching TV, but, you know, in your car. Jay Stevens, Mike, the intern. It is Dark Side of the Stream discussing Night Stalker, the hunt for a serial killer on Netflix. So... Uh, we brought up the ACDC thing. Uh, after, was it known that he was into ACDC when this came out? For some reason, I remember that uh, I thought it was an ACDC shirt that he got arrested in. Remember, but I guess it was a hat. It was Is a that hat. What a hat? Yeah. And it then, looked kind of like a chick's hat to and me. And he wrote on like that wall, Jack, uh, Jack the Knife or something, right, right on that wall. Yeah, it was yeah. the name of an ACDC yeah, 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 song, yeah, yeah. right? I don't know, but uh, he, he just looks so chippy, you know, but... Uh, then he started getting all these chick fans like crazy. That's the other thing, dude. Like, because he it, had that Jim Morrison kind of look to him, you real know? Tall guy, long hair, he had those eyes, and he was getting like, they went through all those pictures chicks were sending him, all kinds, like a fan mail and yeah. stuff. That's the thing Joe That's and I a talked weird about. Thing, right? Very weird. You deal with a bunch of groupies. Well, I do with crazy chicks, but they're they're throwing themselves at me because I'm on stage and singing. No, no different. This, they, yeah, those but chicks they, are in. They aren't into but this guy's like into killing singing. people and like. But it happens all the time. Got like that other guy that killed his wife and kids that uh, threw him in the oil well yeah, thing. Yeah. That dude gets tons of chicks throwing themselves at him. It's crazy. It's really weird. What is that? Like, dude, he just straight up killed another like, chick. Is it, like you're the, throw is yourself it the at same him? fine line that goes between, hey, I'm going to lead singer of a band versus I'm a serial killer? Is it the same line? Like, Gosh, they're into maybe serial there's killers? some weird. We need to bring a psychologist in here. You know what? That would be a pretty good idea. Get a shrink on it on Dark Side of the Stream so we can discuss. Break them, break us down and then break everything else down. First, God. they break us down. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll be laying here on the table crying. <laughs> I mean, I'll be naked crying on the table. You know, and the thing is, he was married to one of those chicks for a long time until, because he always denied the, uh, the, the child abductions until they linked him DNA, and then she divorced him. So it was like, oh, wait. So you're cool with him killing all these chicks, but then when kids got involved, it was a big no-no. Wow. I can I can see the kids thing making you upset, but why did all these other ones? I brought that up with Joe. That that just blew my mind. Um, he ended up you know, passing away of cancer. He uh, had obviously been a chronic drug abuser and ended up ca- getting chronic hepatitis C from using dirty needles. Kids, don't use needles. Um, just uh, FYI. And the, the more see, you passing, know. I took a hepatitis test. I got a C. That's passing, right? No. C is passing, right? <laughs> C is passing, if you ask me. Take heed, everyone. Take heed. Well, uh, what's the next thing we're going to watch? Oh, man. We didn't plan this out in advance. No. I should have told Joe. Joe brought up the Kutasawa thing early on in the last uh, one. And, that's and I was all you guys about that. you do that. I was like, there's no way we're getting Jay to watch Kutasawa. No. There's no way. Um, gosh. The man. documentary is on the radar right now. Tiger Woods, I watch. That's know. the HBO though, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I don't have do, the Max you yet. Can't do the Mac. Mac, I got. I'm about ready to draw. I'm about ready to drop 15 bucks so I can watch that Bee Gees documentary, man. Oh, I watch dude, it so that bad. Bee Gees one's fire, I know, dude. I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, I guess we'll have to sit here and not see. waste your time. Uh, still, should, we still never did social dilemma. Uh, I can't. I, I want to just be get beyond no, politics beyond for a little bit. Okay. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, exit through the gift shop. Do you ever watch that? Old school. The gift shop. Is it the gift shop? Oh, yeah. I saw so, that a long, long, long time, time ago. ago. Yeah. Hold on. Let me log in. All right. I started uh, to according it. to Netflix right now, number seven movie in the country, as far as watched, is Crack. 
cocaine, corruption, and conspiracy. And any time we can talk about crack, cocaine, I'm in. So Y'all let's got do it. any of that crack? <laughs> Is this a five o'clock free crack giveaway? <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, it's uh, Dark Side of the Stream on 104.7 The Cave.